We are a, a company that is built upon technology, but we are delivering entertainment services. So we always diversify our portfolio. We need to understand what new services and technologies might be interesting to users in future. So we need to understand where the talent pool is, where the universities and the startups are. Hello, and welcome to the Strategic Partnerships podcast series. My name is Baljano Razbaeva, Manager Strategic Initiatives at UAN, and I'm your host for today. Join us in the latest episode as we explore the dynamic world of innovation and collaboration with Damian Stamkar, Principal Technology Analyst and Research Award Program Manager at Sony. Discover how Sony partners with academia and startups to unlock groundbreaking innovations and gain insights in strategic collaborations and the fascinating stories behind Sony's research award program. It's my pleasure to welcome Damian uh, from Sony joining me for this conversation. Very much looking forward to learning more about Sony's partnership approach. And we will be discussing how Sony undertakes collaboration with academia to unlock innovation and collaborations even further. Damian Stamkar is a principal technology analyst at Sony and also as a research award program manager. These are the things that we're looking to discuss today. And Damian will be sharing stories of Sony's fruitful collaborations with academia. I'm very much looking forward to delving into how you work strategically with different kinds of universities and especially learning a little bit more about the award program as well. Thank you so much for joining. I am kindly inviting you to introduce yourself and I'm very much looking forward to exploring different topics around partnerships. Perfect. Thank you very much, Baljan. And thank you to UIN to giving me the opportunity to be part of this uh, podcast. So I very much like that format. We also have an internal podcast where I am the host. So I'm on the other side this time, which is uh, very funny, uh, but much appreciated. So yeah, to give you a little bit background uh, to my person, my name is Damian. I have been working for Sony for over 20 years and then six years for Ericsson before that. I have a mobile background, so I spend lots of my time dedicating my passion and energy to the introduction of smartphones, feature phones, network infrastructures. And then four years ago, I took the role of, which I have now, the principal technology analyst and the research award program manager to really find new startups, university to engage with. So this is our daily bread and butter to really seek for new innovations and reach out to those uh, bright minds uh, across the globe and initiate that collaborations. I have actually two hats. Yeah. So one is uh, the head of a technology scout, which we are a part of 14 technology scouts here in Europe across uh, different locations. So from France, Switzerland, Austria, UK, Germany, and so on, where we try to be yeah, the local counterparts to the startup ecosystem, but also to the university ecosystem. So 
our daily tasks are to find those new upcoming startups, introduce their complementary technology to our R&D colleagues in Japan and across the globe to then find the latest and greatest that might be then used in future products of Sony. So we are looking after strategic partnerships, not so much after financial investments because that's another group. But we really want to test out their solutions and bring those collaborations to life. And the second hat is my Sony Research Award program hat, which once a year we invite universities and research institutions to participate in a program which could then run for one year. And yeah, I will come to that in more detail a little bit later. <laughs> Thank you so much, Damian, for this introduction. Uh, very curious to learn more. First of all, how do you manage to combine the two roles? Because it's certainly not an easy task, but also a very interesting one, I can imagine. Working cross-sectionally, but also across different nations. And especially given that it involves combining the two worlds, academia and industry, and even the entrepreneurship ecosystem. So Lots of different things that come together in one ecosystem. So I'm really looking forward to learning more how you manage to navigate all of that. And mm. maybe that would be my first question, actually. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on what would be Sony's overarching vision and strategy in partnering with academia, but also with startups in innovation. Mm. Maybe there is a bigger aim towards the end that you are trying to pursue. Definitely. The good part of my role and also the role of my colleagues is that we engage with both parties at the same time. Obviously, the timely horizon is a little bit different for the different research topics. Most of the times we have Sony R&D, yeah, who is researching on a specific topic, and they want to team up with uh, universities and research on, uh, institutions on that topic to see how can they develop the next generation of uh, products and services uh, together. Because obviously no one on this planet can claim he or she is the smartest person yeah, and would know everything. So you always need to find someone on university side who is your sparings partner and who can help you in trying out those experiments, yeah, to really doing fundamental research in finding then the next technology steps for this. Sometimes we are very lucky that this type of university research becomes a potential new spin out of a university. And that's where our second role comes in. So once that product goes or that technology goes from an idea, which is usually the research part at the university to a product that you can test out and really uh, try to do some proof of concepts, yeah, try to evaluate it, develop it even further to an industrial standard so it then uh, becomes ready for production. That is when it gets even more interesting. So we are trying to be there very early at the research stage yeah, where you have low technology readiness levels between two and three, just a mind thought, so to speak, and then develop it even further to a product stage and then we can introduce it to our colleagues and they can try it out. So we try to really harmonize both roles and 
Often we have the task to find only research papers, which are uh, complementary to what we do. And sometimes we have already requests for technologies uh, that are ready to for the market. And then we search more for startups. So that's how those two worlds uh, come to life <laughs> together. Wonderful. But it, uh, it sounds like it's a very accelerated pace that you have to be at in order to be able there early enough, especially when it comes to early stages of research or uh, early technology readiness stages as well so that you can dig in and then start working together. So on yeah. that, I'm wondering, how do you normally go about identifying suitable academic partners for this kind of collaboration? Mm. Out of all of the universities in the world, <laughs> I can't imagine it's, uh, it's not easy. Yes, exactly. It's twofolded. Most of the times our team is uh, participating at global events where actually university disclose uh, their research. Uh, so they share their publications and papers and we get to engage with them directly. So depending on the specificity of the topic, whether it's audio, whether it's vision sensing, there are global events throughout the year where we as a team go to and then engage directly with the universities and research institutions and discuss those topics. Sometimes we have the luck that yeah, we, we already know who is the leading, let's say, researcher or university and department, so that others look actually at that type of research. And then we have a clear uh, person or dedicated department we can reach out to. But often there are some, let's say, lucky coincidences that we bump into each other at an event yeah, or fi find a new publication online. And then we also reach out and get to talk about uh, that type of, yeah, let's say, topics. But it's generally us being really aware of what's happening at different events on different topics yeah, across the year. I can imagine that the Sony Research Award Program is also a vehicle for you to be able to get to those excellent researchers across the globe. So can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on the components of a yes, research yes. award program? I'm pretty sure our audience would be very keen to hear more. <laughs> yes, thank you. As I uh, tried to explain, we, we have more or less, uh, let's say, two ways of engagement. One is inside out driven engagement where we identify whom to work with. Yeah, We found the, the researchers at an event and so on. The other one is really something like opening the doors yeah, once a year from the 15th of July to the 15th of September and inviting everyone yeah, who uh, has come up with a cool new idea and research topic to send in her or his proposal to our program because it's opened to 21 countries uh, by now. So we have started in 2016 in the US and Canada. And then in 2019, we started with nine countries in Europe. Then we have expanded to 17 countries in Europe by now and included even India. 21 is the current number we are covering. And this allows for research yeah, to be shared with us, which it might not be on our radar. So all the research that's going on that we might have missed out and that is really yeah, challenging each other and competing with great ideas is then being read during the, let's say, uh, proposal and application phase. 
So we have two months uh, where everyone can send in their proposals. After that, we read all those proposals internally, evaluate them, rate them, reach out to the university again and go into additional assessments. And then finally pick some of the award candidates. And we cover roughly 130 keywords and themes in our program so that it's a very diversified portfolio of topics uh, you can actually pick from. There are two main schemes we, we have in our program. One is the focused research award and the other one is the faculty research award. In the faculty research award, we grant up to 100,000 US dollars for a one-year collaboration and that covers roughly 130 keywords. In the focused research award, we grant up to 150,000 US dollars for a one-year collaboration. And that actually uh, looks into very specific, uh, detailed uh, research themes. And there we only have 10, but we uh, describe exactly what Sony is looking for. So if we have a topic in the, let's say, future systems and fundamental core technologies of network architecture, yeah, then we really want to know what are the specific research insights the professor is proposing in his or her proposal. And then we already have a more, let's say, timely request because it's very obvious that we are also developing something in this direction. And we really need to have that additional component to be found by the university. The technology readiness levels are a little bit different. So on the one side, you have just a keyword and are very free to submit something. And on the other side, you have very specific requests where you need to be really detailed in terms of what you are delivering. So you have awarded the amount and you practically create the collaboration from what I can gather. What happens next for the researchers who work in Sony and for those chosen selected ones from the university? Side? Yeah, first, we obviously need to yeah, find those uh, candidates. Then we need to negotiate terms and conditions, which is uh, one of the challenges because every university is unique, but we manage to really come to a consensus all the times. Most of, let's say, the discussion points are regarding IP and licensing. So this is one of the, let's say, ma major differences between countries yeah, and regulations. So some countries do only allow for IP to be generated by an individual person so that the uh, IP is also owned by that person and cannot be uh, really uh, given to a company, for example, unless you sign a, a paper to hand over your knowledge to either the university or to the industry partner. Some countries are quite, quite easy on this. Some universities don't even have an, a valorization department to monetize on uh, IP. So that's when yeah, we help out as a university. And yeah, once we have clarified those questions, we start a one-year collaboration. So we ideally have monthly meetings. We plan for an on-site visit of our researchers to the university or vice versa, so that the researchers get to know also our research at Sony. And by this, have a very close bond and communication because it's all about 
yeah, exchanging thoughts, ideas, knowledge. So the tighter the collaboration works, the better it is for both sides. And as an outcome, you could say most of the times the university has their clear task to publish the knowledge and share the knowledge. So ideally, we would help to prepare or write that paper and publication and present it and in one of the following events after that year and disclose that knowledge to the audience. That sounds like a very interesting way to not only select the best researchers, but also actually to get to work with them. I can't imagine that's just the start of the journey. So you start with one year collaboration. And how often would such collaboration turn into something much bigger for Sony? Were you able that way to form, let's say, more strategic collaborations or more long-term relationships that, that sort of started with this award program and then it rolled out into something much bigger. Yes. If the research is very successful and we identify that this is not just one single, let's say, issue that we tried to fix during that one year, but uh, prolong that collaboration to a second or third year, then we talk about strategic collaborations because we have identified that we, we have a strong partner with the university uh, where we can work together on a problem. R roughly, let's say 10 to 15% of our collaborations per year are a candidate to that type. So you can uh, have a look on our webpage, how many are actually prolonged. So they are highlighted, uh, especially for this. And those we for sure call strategic collaborations when we work closer for many years. On the matter of statistics and some numbers, not an easy question to answer, I can imagine, but how would you measure the success of such collaboration? Do you have any KPIs in place or what is the also envisioned impact that you are hoping to achieve through those kinds of collaboration? Is it that you are hoping to increase this 10-15% to even more or what's the idea behind it? Yeah, very good point. Because fundamental research often is about success and failure, right? So mm -hmm. you cannot easily map a KPI towards that because it can always happen that an experiment, which was more as a thought experiment, might not be successful. But still, from thousand ways, you found one which works right so it's not a failure in 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 that sense so you know now a thousand ways of how not to approach one problem but at the end of the day it's very clear that we want to exchange with uh, the university and find a good partner where we can always go back to and talk about the problem so that is already a success so we cannot really take just numbers yeah, on how many university collaborations have been prolonged, because all that what we get uh, as a return is success at the end of the day. Otherwise, we would not have uh, picked uh, those universities to collaborate with in the first place. Another success is obviously to grow the network and the ecosystem we can reach out to yeah, throughout the year, yeah, even besides our Sony Research Award program to foster collaborations with the university on different other topics. So we have established a good collaboration in RAP 
yeah, SonyRap. And then we uh, established a second collaboration outside of SonyRap for a bilateral collaboration. So those are then the invisible success stories, which we do not uh, share um, on our webpage, but are available inside of the company. So we have the uh, network, we can reach out always to the university and collaborate. Another success story uh, could, for example, be that uh, we attract talent as future employees uh, to, to our company. So it is really one of the biggest success stories if someone yeah, uh, as a PhD candidate would be working on a project during the program and then uh, be lucky enough to have an open position and can then claim uh, that this person was hired uh, by Sony after their uh, thesis. And uh, we, we have the lucky situation with, uh, for example, Technical University of Delft in the Netherlands, where exactly this happened. One of my now colleagues yeah, was previously a PhD candidate, wrote his thesis, was assigned to that project. And this is really one of the best uh, stories you can have uh, as a new onboarded employee, but also from our side, yeah, us being happy that this came out of uh, this program. So yeah, that's like <laughs> the best I was very much hoping that you will bring this up as a very much pleasant uh, spillover effect that such collaborations can lead to. So on that, maybe my next question could be more so focused on perhaps other ways you work with universities. So we've been exploring by now very closely the topic of joint R&D mm-hmm. through awards program that you have. But do you have any specific talent programs in place or maybe some of the PhD placements programs, doctoral training partnerships, anything that you can elaborate more just to give our audience a bit of a sense of yes. what else is there in your portfolio? Exactly. Yeah, to make it short, all of that. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, of course, we support uh, centers of doctoral training partnerships. We have PhD placement. We have sponsored PhDs. We have uh, contracted research projects. Uh, we do mentoring uh, for students. We do have yes, steering boards where we are members of. We uh, write letters of support. We uh, initiate hackathons at universities. We try to most of the times have a local engagement because in Europe, we don't have so many, let's say, sites across different countries and main major cities. But uh, for example, in Stuttgart, we have our main R&D office. We have in Germany, sorry. And then we have one in Sweden, in Lund, yeah, where we have also R&D. Then we have uh, a big office in the UK, in London. So we always try to be engaged with a local system so that we have short ways because often, obviously, the company only becomes attractive for the people nearby. So not so many people really yeah, move across the globe to find a company, but rather stay local. I once read, uh, yeah. I believe, a research study where it says only 10% uh, of the people across the globe, move yeah, uh, to different cities. The others all stay at home. So that's why it's often uh, important to strengthen the, the local ecosystem and offer this type of um, engagement opportunities, how we work with academia. I couldn't agree more. I think proximity very much matters for a collaboration between also university and industry. So I'm wondering how does actually Sony envision the future landscape of collaboration? 
for the company going forward? Is it that you are looking to pursue more international opportunities or you are looking to maybe strengthen more your local opportunities and uh, get to work more from what I understand, Swedish, German, UK universities? What are your plans for the future? Yeah, this is, this is not so easy to answer because <laughs> obviously so also we as a company do uh, change uh, strategically now we had two years ago we we have onboarded in india uh, because uh, of the huge talent pool and the opportunities so we need to understand where let's say the overall sony roadmap leads us to so we are a, a company that is yeah built upon technology but we are delivering entertainment services so it's two 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 sides of a coin that leads to success we always diversify our portfolio we need to understand what new services and technologies might be interesting to users yeah in future so we need to be there where the hotspot is so that's why we need to understand where the talent pool is, where the universities and the industries, the startups are. So we try to be there where it's interesting. <laughs> That's why that is a change in itself all, all the time. So we cannot uh, foresee how it might look in two, three years, but we always follow the uh, latest trends and mega trends uh, to understand where to be next. On this note, I would just like to say thank you so much for the, this conversation today. Hopefully, you will be able to successfully navigate this very complex environment. Uh, from what I could hear, Sony has gotten a very uh, robust approach to collaboration, and hopefully you will be able to find many more uh, excellent researchers and form those collaborations all across the globe, not only locally. So thank you so much, Damian, for joining. Uh, it was great to... Uh, explore a bit closer how Sony undertakes uh, such collaborations with universities. And for our audience, don't shy away from the opportunity to check out uh, our website. And we look forward to welcome you to our next events. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Damian. It was great. Thank you, Bajan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's discussion. Follow UIN on LinkedIn, and if you are enjoying our podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review in your podcast platform of choice to help other people find this content too.